Come on. He is strong. He is powerful. He is David Emmons. He's been an artist for decades. He has made a radical shift in how he marketed his art. He saw massive results, and now he helps others, other struggling artists, focus more on the work that they truly love. Excited to have you on, David. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, thank you, George. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be on the show. Oh my goodness. So where do I start? <laughs> I won't go way back. So you know, I've traveled the country most of my life selling my art at art festivals. That's really kind of the, the foundation of, uh, of uh, my marketing experience, which is really why we're talking today. It's all about you know, marketing. How do you actually sell what you create? You know, whether, whether you're an author, whether you're a restaurant owner, whether you're an artist, you know, really comes down to can you, if you can live your passion, you have to be able to monetize it. And uh, during my career at the, the uh, festival circuit or on the show circuit, uh, I learned along the way that I love the marketing component. And so even though I was in my shop all week creating what I create and I love doing that, um, I also loved, I fell in love with kind of the understanding of human psychology, why people do what they do, selling my work, having, building a fan base, building relationships and all of that um, was pretty much my career. You know, was, I'd go to go to the next show and, and, and find ways to, I didn't know it back then, but the, uh, the, the marketing uh, lingo of conversion rate, you know, I would find ways at a festival to get more people to buy from me. And I was fascinated by that, how, how I was able to do things that would influence that. And so uh, my, my career has been one of uh, not only a love for what I create, but also a love for understanding how to better sell what I create. And so that's really what led me to where I am now, which is, uh, you know, an online coaching business where I teach others how to kind of harness the power of the Internet. You know, this giant this giant thing that's overwhelming at times <laughs> for most of us. Uh, you know, how do, how do you really harness that and make it work for you? You know, no matter what kind of small brand you are. I love it. And what what kind of, of art do you make? Well, I'm a sculptor, so I work with copper and stained glass, and I'm kind of in the garden niche. So everything I create uh, works around or revolves around using plants. So I use a lot of plant life in my creations. I call what I make hanging water gardens. And if you Google hanging water gardens, I, I'm pretty much all over the, the first page there. Uh, and so it's it's an interesting niche. And because, it, uh, because of its nichiness, if you will, uh, I always knew the internet was a place that I should be able to thrive. I should be able to go on the internet and, and find my people, if you will. And, um, and so as I got pulled into the, the whole online marketing space, uh, that was my goal was, you know, how do you, how do you figure out how to make that happen? How do you find your niche and market to them? Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. It, it, it's interesting. I have a, a deep appreciation for art and for artists, and I empathize. My heart goes out. I've always been curious when I do go to an art festival and with my family. Literally, the last time I, my wife and I were talking, we thought, well, 
I wonder how many pieces that they need to sell at each festival. I wonder just everything that goes into that. And you, you, you referred to it as a circuit. And I imagine that it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's a, a really interesting way to make a living. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's so many components to it. It's so fascinating. There's so many variables and, uh, you know, that's, you, it's a love hate relationship. I bet. <laughs> a lot of aspects of it that you love and there's a lot that you hate, you know, you're always battling the weather. You're always mm-hmm. battling, you know, the economy in, in, uh, in a more of a micro uh, fashion, you're battling a uh, booth location. You know, I tell stories over the years, you know, you could be at a wonderful event in the summertime, a great festival, and you're too close to the lemonade booth and there's a line of people in front of your booth and nobody sees your work, you know? And so variables like that, that are so out of your control that, you know, you, you plan a year in advance, a year in advance to be at a specific show. You've got this great booth location and they changed where the lemonade guy is. Yeah. <laughs> and that totally wrecks your show. Blew it up. Tune of thousands of dollars. And so it's a, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. You know, and uh, artists have been, you know, doing this for years. But if you think about it, you know, if you're a creative person like that, if you're a painter, a potter, a jeweler, a sculptor, and you're creating, unless you have a gallery or unless you want to go down the wholesale route, uh, you know, how else do you sell your work? And it's it's been a pretty good business model for a long time, but it's it's fraught with those unforeseen nightmare <laughs> scenarios yeah you know, like like covid and stuff like that gosh i mean i mean yeah not even i mean who saw that coming you know some i can remember one year i was at the the minnesota state fair and i was standing outside of a building and i was looking at all the historic photos on the wall going back all of the years the fair had taken place and i said to myself very interesting that no matter what happened in this country over all of that span of time the fair always took place. Hmm. And I thought, wow, so if you're a person who sells at fairs, especially state fairs, uh, you'll always have the ability to sell your wares. And then COVID hit and that changed. You know, like, wow, even that isn't true anymore. So yeah, yeah fascinating. So you are, are clearly a, a charismatic person. And, uh, you know, I imagine that in person, you're you're even more engaging. And so I don't know if that's natural to you or not. And I don't want to make assumptions. I'm sure that there's lots of artistic folks who enjoy it. But then probably the flip side of the coin, there's lots of artistic folks that freaking hate it. Um, (laughs) So you are going through the process and you're you're learning about conversion ratios. And you're, you're kind of you're loving certain parts and a lot of it's a grind. So you say, you know what, let's figure this internet thing out. So you make the decision, kind of take me through that journey and tell me, tell me how we ended up here. Well, you know, the decision came just from a desire to, you, you, you do so many shows and you realize, especially the ones that are lousy, I sure would love to give up that show. (laughs) We we all have a list of the shows we hate. You know, usually they're not profitable uh, or you just hate the show. There's something about it that's just a real grind. And so that was the the, the tipping point. It was, you know what? 
if I can't figure this whole internet thing out, I should at least be able to figure out how to make enough money to eliminate some of these shows. Mm. So let me start there. Let me start with that process. So can I actually eliminate some of these events and, and start getting some income to come in? And then the other thing I really had to commit to to make this happen was I had to commit some time to it. And so I gave up, I actually gave up the Minnesota State Fair was the fair I gave up. That was about three weeks of my life every year. And it was profitable, but uh, it was just a big chunk of time. So I gave that up and I locked myself in my office <laughs> almost literally for three weeks. And I just started digging into online marketing uh, with an absolute determination to figure it out. You know, what is it? How do you make it work? How, you know, how do you make it work for an artist? And the beautiful thing was I started to find some, some places to focus. And then I started to find some things that made sense. And that was really social media is what kicked it all open for me was uh, because, you know, it really came down to you had to be able to find your people. It, I mean, that's what the whole show, the whole show circuit's all about. You're trying to find the right shows that have the right people with the right booth location so that when people come by and they see you, then you have a high conversion rate, <laughs> if you will. And you find you know enough people that want to buy from you. So online, it had to be the same thing. It couldn't be about search engine. And that's why I stayed away from the internet for so long, because nobody gets out of bed and searches for what we create. That isn't going to happen. And I don't care how good you are at SEO, you're not, it, you don't have to, if you win the first page of Google, I don't, it doesn't matter because the three people that search for you are not going to make or break your career. And so it's not about search results. It's about how do I get out there on the internet and get in front of people who should be my customers. And that's the same thing I was doing in the real world. And so it was so applicable when I started realizing that this internet thing is no different than what I've been doing for 40 years. It's just in an online space. And so then I found some powerful tools and I started diving into the back end of Facebook and Instagram. And I realized, wow, there's AI and there's algorithms and there's some, some pretty simple tools I can use to target in a way that is just unbelievable. And then I can even ask the AI to take a look at what I'm doing and make it better. You know, do it in a way that I can't even control, that's out of my control, it can be just done so much better. And I saw those tools and I thought, wow, that's insane. You know, even if that tool wasn't avail available, this is insane. And so that's what kind of blew it up for me. And so I started testing what I was discovering and my business just changed like overnight. You know, my online sales went, I looked at my history. Before I started online marketing, I had the same sales on my website every year. I, I would sell about $40,000 every year, every single year for like seven years in a row. And that was just residual sales from after shows. You know, a certain amount of people after an event would find my website and place an order. And when I started online marketing, the very next month, I did $40,000 worth of sales in oh. one month. It was like insane. And then yes. <laughs> like, this is working. You know? <laughs> then it was a matter of, can I make it sustainable? What are the indications that, you know, that this is repeatable? Is it something that's going to continue to work? Will it grow? You know, all of those unknowns. And as time went on, I started learning those and I started learning, you know, the, the big thing for me is why is it working? You know, when I saw those components, when I understood that it's really about all of the things I've always done in my booth 
on the road. It's human psychology. It's understanding why why fans are attracted to an artist, that fan artist relationship, that you know all of those components. Without those, if you just go online and you start using these these shiny tools, that doesn't equal success. It's understanding why people buy art, why people connect with a small brand. It's really it doesn't have to be art, but it. In, in my experience, it works the best. My my marketing strategies work the best with small brands, owner-operated brands, where other human beings want to connect with you. I mean, that's really the secret ingredient. And then when you know what to do with that, when you know what to do with that understanding, and then you use some very specific tools and you stay in one lane in the online world, well, then everything is just explodes because you're you're focused. You're being smart. You're using strategies based on an understanding of what humans do. And, you know, the tools are amazing now. I mean, you can find your niche. You know, at the shows, I would sell, typically I'd sell 1% to 2% of the crowd. And so that's that's pretty decent conversion rate at a show. But if you look at the reverse of that, that means 98% of the crowd was not my customer. Sure. <laughs> Online, I market to the 2%. I don't market to the big, you know, so I online now you can, you can just narrow down. I always use this analogy. If you could filter the attendance of a, of an art festival to only have the people who would come into your booth as they come through the front door, or the front gate, only the people that are going to buy from you come to your booth, you know, that would be amazing. Well, you can do that online and then online you can, you can make lookalike audiences. You could take all the people who purchase from you and make a two million person lookalike audience using AI that looks at 1,200 data points on every individual to determine who's going to be in that lookalike audience. Well, holy cow, that's that's like mind-boggling. And so when you start finding these kind of tools and you put them into action, you know, all of a sudden your business just explodes. And so that that's what I've done. Well, that certainly does make sense. And I imagine that must really resonate with a lot of people who have been on that circuit. Like, listen, you know, can you imagine if you could just pick through the the 1% of people that were coming through the Minnesota State Fair, except online, you can do that with all, all 50 states. And exactly. They're, they're like, wow. Okay, yes, I'm interested in doing that. Is, is, is there... Um, well, can can you give me an example of, of somebody that's enjoyed a lot of success with this? You mentioned this owner-operated brand. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. One of my one of my students is a, a specialty food business brand. All right, so we make spices and sauces and and uh, and mixes. And he's been doing shows for probably longer than I've been doing shows. Hmm. And. Uh, I would see him at so many shows and, and I stopped seeing it. Well, he stopped seeing me at shows when I was dropping shows. He asked me, what the heck is going on, David? <laughs> are you okay? Right. I said, well, my internet sales are going through the roof. And he's like, how are you doing that? And so I started telling him some of the strategies and, and I taught him a lot of what I do. And what he does with his business is he uses one strategy. It's, uh, he uses Facebook Live. He has a cooking show now. So he actually has his own cooking show. Every Friday at two o'clock, I think he does it, and he cooks, you know, with with his ingredients. And at the end of the cooking show, he sends traffic to his website to buy what he just cooked with. And using that combined with a couple of other strategies, he's blown up his audience. He's tripled his his website business, and he's dropped a bunch of shows. I don't, I'm not sure how many shows he does now, but he used just this one strategy to tap into his audience, and and then 
to put something in front of them that resonated. And that's the other key component. What I, what I teach people all the time is marketing really is putting the right thing in front of the right people. And as you reverse engineer that, you have to ask yourself, what is the right thing? And there's a whole bunch behind that. And then, you know, who are the right people? It's pretty easy to find the right people, but then you have to be very smart about what it is you put in front of them. And then as you're growing a business and when you want a, a business online to be sustainable, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, what do I do with these people? How do I keep them in my world? And when I'm keeping them in my world, how do I keep them happy in my world? <laughs> so that they want to stay, they want to share things about me. Uh, you know, they help me grow my business. They really become your sales force. And so when you do it right, you, you not only have a fan base, but you have a sales force. And uh, it's amazing uh, how you can use that to your advantage. That person must send you just the Christmas card and the, just the holiday gifts. Uh, I, I just can't even imagine. So I love it. Perfect. Um, yeah. What a cool thing. I was just thinking, man, you know, that'd be so neat to be able to tune into somebody on a Friday afternoon or a Friday evening with, with, I'm just thinking that my wife and I would love to do something like that. Just kind of do cooking together while we're having a glass of wine. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> is, is, is there, you you mentioned certainly this, this owner operator brand, but this is so it's 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 art, it's 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 cooking, it's there's so many different. Um, oh this is God. really not limited. No, I mean I work with a lot of painters, a lot of photographers, jewelers, and sculptors. I'm working with a guy just outside of Paris. He's a he's a painter and a sculptor, and he's selling. I mean his work is fifty thousand, seventy thousand, eighty thousand. So it's not about low-end work it's not about high-end work it's it's about finding your customers if you can answer the question are my customers out there and <laughs> do they exist <laughs> and that you know that's really uh the question i asked myself originally you know I, I had this mini revelation of you know what if i was at a show in every city in america this weekend and it was a good show and i had a good booth location i would probably do as well as i'm doing at the show i'm standing at so how do i clone myself and get myself everywhere and then if you reverse engineer that, you realize, well, why would that be true? Well, it would be true because that many people are in that city who would be interested in what I do. And then if you ask yourself the question, well, do those people, are they there today? And the answer is yes. Will they be there tomorrow? The answer is yes. Well, there's no show. I can't get to that show. I'm here. How can I get to those people? And the answer is the internet. <laughs> so, you know, when you do it like that, you look at it like that, you realize your customers are out there for any brand. And you just have to be very smart about how you find them. You have to understand that there is a very specific way to find them. And you don't want to go to the internet and be spread so thin that you, you get you get overwhelmed, you spend a lot of money, you're working on SEO, you're building a website, you're, you're signing up for this, that, and the other thing, thinking that I got to go online and market. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, you know, I got this big marketing thing in front of me. And, it, and that's not what it is. You have to go online and you have to focus. You have to stay in a, a very specific lane and you have to execute a few simple strategies. And when you, when you have it explained to you, it's really easy to understand. It just, so many of my students just nod their head and they're like, makes perfect sense. Of course, you know, that's, that's exactly what people are buying from me. That's why they bought from me for years. If I had a store or a local restaurant, that's exactly why they come to my restaurant. That's exactly why people go to a farmer's market. 
And why do they have, you know, they go to a farmer's market. Why? I want to buy local. I want to see the guy who's growing the produce. Yeah. I want to have a conversation. You know, all of those things are dynamics that humans intrinsically do. And you can use those to your advantage when you're marketing online. And that's that's just vital. If you put your marketing hat on and go online, you're going to fail. But if you take your authentic self to the online space and stay in a lane and execute some simple strategies, you're going to succeed. I love it. Well, that was a good one right there, David. But the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Excellent. I would tell you, if you want to, if you want to make the biggest difference in your business in the, quick, in the shortest amount of time, you want to pull out your phone and start getting comfortable doing Facebook Live or Instagram Live. And, and don't get hung up on it. Just, just do it. Practice, practice, and keep executing. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Well, every week I teach a free masterclass. So as you may have gathered, I love talking about this stuff. Mm. <laughs> and I get really excited sharing these tips and these strategies with other people. And so every week, masterclass, I call it, it's a free masterclass. You can register by going to artistmarketingblueprint.com. So artistmarketingblueprint.com, register for the next one. There's always a couple of times, a couple of dates. And uh, if you have any questions, there's a, there's a way to click and get an email off to me and I answer any questions. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out David's free, mar free masterclass at artistmarketingblueprint.com. That's artistmarketingblueprint.com. Dot com. Thanks again, David. Thanks, George. Pleasure being here. Likewise. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>